0: You know what we haven't done yet, though?
1: Let's do the clap. I can't. I'm wearing a sling. Fuck. I have a, I have a torn rotator cuff. I have to wear this sling. Okay. Slap
0: your face.
2: I know.
1: I know. I know. Okay. Or
0: tap, tap a boob. I don't know.
1: It does not make enough of a noise. It's a very cushioned sound. So. Anyway, no, I, I wiggled a hand free. I might be able to do this. Okay. okay. <laughs> you, you ready? Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Perfect. Okay. <laughs>
0: Put that all back.
1: All right. So um, oh, you're putting your, your boob,
0: you're putting your boob back.
1: Well, essentially, I'm wearing a sling, so yeah everything is everything is centered around the boobal zone. Um,
0: the booboo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I hate all the vocal warmups. I hate rubber baby punky bumpers. I hate uh, She Sells Seashells by the Seashore, Um, red leather, yellow leather. I hate all that shit. I know they're really good exercises, but they're, they're, and they're the classics, right? They're the ones everybody does. But have you ever tried to introduce a new vocal warm up to a group of theater kids? No. They don't fucking like it. Mm Mm-mm. They don't want your new shit. So when I first started in uh, the theater department in my high school back in the day, uh, I showed up. I didn't have any formal training. I had never taken a class before in my life. I did not know. Uh, unique New York, unique New York. I didn't know any of that shit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, all I knew was Guns N' Roses lyrics. <laughs> And you try and get a bunch of pretentious ass teenagers to start going, I read it on the wall, it went straight into my head, it said, dance to the tension of a world on edge. Mm. Yeah, they're not going to go for that. Lost in the Garden of Eden. Uh-huh. No, uh-huh. they're not interested.
2: Oh, Looking classics. through this
1: point of view, there's no way I'm going to fit in. Don't you tell me what my eyes see? Don't you tell me who to believe in? No, they're not down for it. Yeah. And here I am. Here I am. Couple of decades later, I still have I still have all those lyrics in my brain. There is valuable neurons taken up with every single lyric to every single Guns N' Roses
0: song ever, and and Velvet Revolver. Let me, I just want to call that out real quick because that band like, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. A bit, but the thing is, I had a tween obsession with Guns N' Roses, and so that was what was baked into the apparently very malleable clay of my brain. So that might explain a lot.
0: There's nothing wrong with Loving Guns N' Roses, because fuck, it's like one of the best bands of all time.
1: It's fucking coming back, man. And Thor, oh my god, that trailer made me cry before any anything happened on the screen. But anyway, that mm-hmm. doesn't have anything to do with why we're here today. So, I guess we should, um, no, no, do you have anything you want to say? Any quippy anecdotes for the podcast today?
0: <laughs> actually, I, I, uh, a moment I have been dreading uh, since this podcast has started has actually happened. Oh. Yeah, so you know, last Sunday was Easter, right?
1: Correct.
0: And uh I was with family, and you know, some of my family members <laughs> may have been looking at her TikToks and YouTube videos. Uh-huh. <laughs> and a young child approached me. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, Uncle Chris, what what's a what's a bukkake? <laughs>
1: wait did the child understand arboreal but didn't understand "bukaki"?
0: i i have no i have nothing to say <laughs>
1: so what did you tell them
0: it's when many people love you at the same
2: time
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. and you know I mean, there's no love required, obviously, but...
1: Well, no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just just liquid love.
0: All over your face. (laughs) Liquid love?
1: (laughs) Liquid love. You haven't read enough fan fiction. (laughs) You'd be a little more comfortable with terms like liquid love if you'd read more fanfic. Or romance novels in general.
0: I mean, I'm not uncomfortable with it.
1: I'm just saying. I'm just saying okay okay <laughs> oh my gosh i am so sorry uh that the children in your family have uh <laughs> I'm talking, I'm talking, who am i kidding? i'm not sorry
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry not sorry
1: sorry not sorry that's hilarious and it's only hilarious because my children don't listen to the show and don't have tiktok so
0: thank god because <laughs> holy shit!
1: <laughs> wow, oh the things I would have to explain. Yeah, there's just there's just things that you shouldn't know about your mom. Things like how she wants to climb into Darth Maul's lap. Things like that. Like maybe
0: I mean, can't they like hear you like through the walls?
1: Maybe they don't listen. Okay, they don't listen when I talk. Are you kidding?
0: <laughs> we have that in common. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're so funny, Heather. I know. Hey, um, funny bitch, you wanna, you wanna maybe intro a podcast today? Shall sure. we? Sure. Okay. <clears throat> hey, everybody. Welcome back to Dark Side Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about Star Wars. My name is Stephanie. I'm the woman half of the show, and I've been having a pretty good run on clever intros, but that this is the end of that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay then. Uh, hey everybody, my <laughs> name is Chris. I am the gay person on this goddamn podcast. Facts. <laughs> That's slowly corrupting my whole fucking family. And uh, <laughs> Ste- uh, Stephanie, I uh-huh. wish not the Jedi paid better.
1: <laughs> oh, monk privilege. Anyway, uh, so... So yeah, do we have anything to talk about before we dive into what we're doing today?
0: Uh, well, I do want to have an intro to these episodes before we actually get into the episodes. But before that, Stephanie, guess what? Your favorite moment of the whole podcast. <sighs> we have so many people that love us, and I'm going to spend some time talk about it.
1: I love reviews. I do. Like, conceptually, I love what they... what i I, I am working on accepting positive feedback. So let's continue my therapy in real time on the podcast. Go on.
0: Yeah. So, Anne W. 1967. Thank you, Anne.
1: 1967.
0: Hi, Anne. Yeah. Which is a great year of music, by the way. Uh, (laughs) Ridiculously brilliant. I'm so happy I found this podcast. Many people may say this about a podcast, but when I'm listening, I feel like I'm hanging out with my nerdiest Star Wars friends. Their Uh discussions are very thoughtful and lead me to an even deeper love for Star Wars that word "thoughtful" leads me to believe that maybe Anne <laughs> left this review in the wrong podcast.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, uh, no, they-
1: we we have we have thoughtful insights on this one. We're just a little more grown up and smarter on the other one.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, right now because we're because we haven't yeah, gotten we're into talking like the- about yeah
0: yeah because of where we're at. Just that's just going to change when we get to Captain America and Loki uh, and all that bunch of.
1: All that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, go on. Uh, one
0: Zander- more. Oh. oh. Um. Xander Ziolewski.
2: <laughs> wow. I,
0: <sighs> I'm sorry. I just butchered the your disrespect. I sound so it sorry. out, baby.
1: Look, he doesn't. He doesn't mean to be like this. He's not actually trying to butcher your name. He can't read. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> this is a long, a long held secret on this podcast. Is that Chris is actually illiterate?
0: Wow. Uh no, like no, at least some other <laughs> some other gay bitch could be your co-host. Okay. Um, no,
1: I don't want some other gay bitch. I want you gay bitch. <laughs> okay,
0: You're anyway. A gay bitch. Uh, I'm sorry, anyway. I'm sorry, I'm sorry I slaughtered your username, but I can't read your last name. Uh Daphneir Boys Part two. Um one, I found you guys via TikTok. Two, I have been listening to your podcast since since and I love it. Three, this is more of a comment observation. Of the dysfunctional Kenobi Kreese family and less of review. Three, to my knowledge, re- recollection, Corky and Kenobi never crossed paths in the Clone Wars. Three B. It's my head that Duchess Satine Crees names her son Corky Crees after his father. Three C. I'm willing to bet the Darksaber that Corky is the na- nickname that Satine gave Kenobi when they were younger. Making Corky, <laughs> Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi Crees Jr. May the force be with you. <laughs> I like, I, um, the numbering was confusing, but I love the, uh, the synthesis. So,
1: so, so let me get this straight. The headcanon is that Duchess Satine, back when she was a teenager living on the run with Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi, nicknamed Kenobi Corky. And now many years later... She has named her son, but not her son, definitely her nephew, not her son. Don't ask questions. Named him Corky, which is the same nickname she gave a Jedi back in the day. Whoa. So here's the thing. Um, that's awesome. I I love that headcanon. I cannot accept it entirely into my own headcanon, though, because that's what you, that's, you name the dog after your ex. You don't name your son.
2: That's 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 a
1: whole ass person that you just saddled with the name Corky.
0: I'm gonna go out on a limb and suggest that maybe Mandalorians aren't super great with the naming thing.
1: There are names like Satine and and Bo Katan and yeah, Almec and there's some and, good names and Pre and Pre <laughs> and then later Gar yeah Gar is another <laughs> one
0: Gar okay anyway.
1: <laughs> okay, so maybe, you know, you know what? Maybe Mandalorians name people in their lives after their pets because all of those names could apply to pets pretty easily.
0: <laughs> so, there you yeah. go. There it maybe, is. Maybe they're just animal people. Yeah. So that, that that's so we got for reviews, though, Stephanie.
1: Can you imagine though, uh, Kenobi? Has no idea. I mean, like, he and Corky have never crossed paths that we have seen on screen. But, like, how how does he not know that Satine has a nephew, air quotes nephew, out there named Corky? Like, I feel like that's just standard knowledge for anybody who's going to be involved in diplomacy, which, if there wasn't a fucking war on. Well, he
0: he didn't know that Satine had a sister.
1: That's true. He didn't even know she had a sister.
0: Like, what the fuck were you talking about that whole year that you were hanging out with Qui-Gon?
1: It's hard to talk with a d- in your mouth.
0: It is. There it is. <laughs> your mouth and your ass. That's the way it goes. <laughs> Those
1: are just not a lot of articulation going on. No amount of even the most unorthodox Guns N' Roses vocal warm-up can prepare you for that moment. <laughs> Welcome
0: to the jungle!
1: And you would think of if anybody could prepare you for that moment, it would be Guns N' Roses. But no! I am here to personally testify.
0: I have been listening. No. Uh, the amount of <laughs> the amount of hair metal inspired rock music I've been listening to this past two weeks is out of control. It's I mean, it started.
1: Control. It started with Peacemaker. Peacemaker got me into my hair metal phase, and it just has not slowed down since.
0: There was this, I forgot what song it was, but I was watching Blacklist, and it, it was a Motley Crue song, and I and I nice. heard it, and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna be listening to fucking hair metal now.
1: That's how it is. Mm-hmm. Hair metal's back, baby.
0: Oh, it's never Just, left. Know, it has never left me.
1: Don't don't look too closely at the surviving stars of that era.
0: No, no. no. But I gotta say the biographies of that's come out of that era are fucking wonderful. <laughs> <laughs>
1: do you remember do you remember do you remember back in the day the time that uh Vince Neal of Motley Crue, right? He was mm-hmm, Motley Crue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Got on TV and stared directly into a camera to publicly challenge Axl Rose of Guns N' Roses to a fight.
0: I don't remember that at all.
1: Their beef was so intense that Vince Neil felt the need to publicly challenge Axl Rose to a fight.
0: Well, that's funny. It never happened. Cocaine does some fucked up shit to you.
1: Drugs are bad and crying. Drugs are okay.
0: bad and crying. Okay, are we but ready not, to, talk to Star Wars? Not, this, is not, <laughs> this is not hair metal divas. This is dark side divas. So, and this is probably the only fun conversation we're going to have the whole fucking episode.
1: I'm going to make it fun. I bring the lighthearted to this podcast. Sure. That's. Uh, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So what we're doing on this podcast is we are taking on the monumental task of watching through all of Star Wars, the visual story in chronological order, which means that we started with episode one, The Phantom Menace, and we've been marching forward through time since then, which means that today we are Skippy. just getting what? Nothing. You're interrupting. I'm on a spiel here. Do you what was so important? Go ahead, say it. You have the floor.
0: I, I, no, you missed a moment. It's over. I
1: missed <laughs> the moment?
0: You missed a moment. It's over.
1: Okay. God damn it. What was I even saying? This is why you can't interrupt the spiel, because my mental train of thought is derailed so easily. Um, 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 today we are talking about, uh, The first two episodes in the final arc of season five of Clone Wars, which means that we are talking about uh, Clone Wars season five, episode 17, Sabotage, and season five, episode 18, The Jedi, Who Knew Too Much.
0: Dun, dun, dun!
1: And did you notice? I noticed, and then it was pointed out to me several times by various sources on the internet, all of the episodes in this arc are named after Hitchcock
0: movies? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I am a huge Hitchcock fan, so yeah. That
1: yeah, was there more to that sentence? No, Go that, on. that's it. That's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I,
0: no, I love Alfred Hitchcock a whole lot. Um, so I, I, mean, I I've always known that Stephanie God. No, oh, um, my God. no, the um, you know, before we jump into these episodes, I do kind of want to call call out something. Um, mm. I got a message from a few TikTokers, uh, being like. Hey, I know you're talking about the Ahsoka Jedi Lost arc, um, or whatever it's called, um, whatever right. this arc is called. Um, uh, are you going to hate this uh, arc like you hated Umbara? And I said, no, well, I actually love this arc. Yeah. And it's because of the little things that I thought was missing in the Umbara arc. Mm-hmm. This this episode, especially uh, this the first episode, Sabotage, uh, does a really good job of, like, connecting the dots to what happened in the past. And, of course, there are huge implications in the future. Um, this does everything that I thought that was missing. So I just wanted to call it out real quick. Now, I'm going to sound pissed. I'm going to sound very critical. It's not because I don't love these stories. I do. Um, I'm just buying into it. And I find a lot of the things and choices that other characters make to be extremely infuriating. So that's... uh Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah like you can't there's a difference between um watching the Umbara arc and and hating what's going on and and disliking it as storytelling and there's a difference between that and like from the the viewer's point of view consuming the media and from the viewer's point of view being absorbed in the media and reacting to the story as the story wants you to react this arc is supposed to confound infuriate and and confuse like it's it is the state of affairs. You're supposed to be there. You're supposed to be um, just just frustrated and furious with everyone because everyone is frustrated and furious.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. It's that
1: kind of situation. So if we seem frustrated and furious talking in this episode, that's because we are in the story. Yeah. Whereas being frustrated and furious with Umbaro was a different set of situations. <clears throat> So, uh, do we want to do we want to get into it? Do you have anything else? You that's it. Read?
0: That's it. I just uh, warning label, y'all. Um, I love the I love this arc, but people piss me off. People don't piss me off in this arc. Kid <laughs> <coughs> <It's> Skywalker. <coughs> what? Yeah. Sorry, what? Yeah.
1: Well. Okay. Okay. That boy. We will get to it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Okay. So let's get into it. Let's. Okay. Okay. So Season 5, Episode 17, Sabotage. The Jedi fortune cookie at the top of the episode is sometimes even the smallest doubt can shake the greatest belief. Anakin. Everyone.
0: Jedi Order. (laughs) Ahsoka.
1: Barris. Fucking everyone.
0: For real. Uh, All right, here we go Invasion. The planet Kato-Nemoida is under Separatist attack. Anakin Skywalker and his Padawan Ahsoka Tano rush to the rescue as they lead a squadron of starfighters to the planet below. Uh, Short to the point?
1: Yeah, I uh, have questions already,
0: though. Kato-Nemoida? What? what?
1: Kato-Nemoida, the home planet of the Trade Federation, is under attack by Separatists? Why? We never circle back to that. Why?
0: Uh, What? Uh, I, I am I am one hundred percent sure there is some sort of like random ass comic book that was released on a cereal box somewhere, and I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure somebody is going to tell me about it. And that's of course why they're there. Why don't you know about that, Chris God? Right, exactly. Um, How dare? Yeah. So I I have no idea. I was obsessed obsessively trying to figure that out myself. Um, did somebody? Did Count Dooku ask for money from the Trade Federation, and they were like, Dooku, you have spent way too much money and fuck no <laughs> and he's like well i still got a droid army bitch so go you know i don't know, I don't know.
1: it's entirely possible but we don't know and it's really never explained because we don't spend a lot of time on cato which is a shame because the architecture on cato is fucking mind-blowing
0: well we haven't been we haven't been back here for a while so we haven't seen like season five animation realness with this place
1: right i like we haven't seen like a city certainly not this crazy rings in the sky some of the city is upside down shit Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm, mm -hmm. going
1: on like it's beautiful did i do a deep dive into the reasons behind the architecture on cata no i did not because fuck the trade federation (laughs) and also because it's not relevant to these episodes
0: right yeah if it ever becomes
1: relevant sure i'll dive
0: yeah so we're yeah we're not on this planet for long um anakin and ahsoka are in brand new starfighters hey stephanie right would you like tell me about
1: these starfighters please tell me about these starfighters
0: yeah i'm trying to find where my notes are oh my god you're (laughs) fucking killing (laughs) me right now oh no i because there's so much new tech in this one i have to find my shit there we go uh, yeah, so uh, you may notice, Stephanie, that you have seen these starfighters in Revenge of the Sith, but this is actually their oh, official yeah. uh, debut in the canon, uh, the canon timeline. Uh, ETA two actis class light interceptors, very mm-hmm. similar to um, you know tie fighters. If you look at the cockpit a little bit,
1: right, very mm-hmm. much because it's it's like a ball. It's a ball. It's a
0: ball. It's a ball with wings testicle, on the side. little,
1: little uh, glass testicle with wings right there in the middle there. It's a ball. <laughs>
0: Um, the, uh, these uh, ships are far more maneuverable than the uh, <laughs> than the previous Jedi starfighters they were using. They also uh-huh. have a lot more firepower on it. Kind of weird mm-hmm. how uh, Jedi are flying around with uh, in war machines uh, like this now. Because
1: oh, how far we've come!
0: Right, and it's kind of the first indicator of like how far how far the Clone Wars has really corrupted the Jedi. Because now they're basically using these like super super weapon weaponized uh, starfighters because they have to mm-hmm. or they feel like they right. have to. Because
1: things keep escalating. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Each side keeps inventing more mm-hmm. weapons. The other side meets that moment, and never mind have- that one of the
1: classic roles of the Jedi Order is to de-escalate conflict, not continue to respond to escalation with more escalation of their own. But you know what? Whatever.
0: Uh, yeah. So uh, these are these ships are extremely maneuverable. They have ion engines, and uh, they do lack a hyperdrive. However, uh, a little bit later in the timeline. Uh, Darth Vader does really prefer these models and modifies his tie fighter to uh, uh, resemble that of these starfighters a little bit more in Ooh. terms of maneuverability and uh, firepower
1: all right <laughs> get it Anakin so uh yeah they're flying down they're punching a hole through the line so that you know the clone troopers can come in behind them like they do and uh what they mean meet-
0: behind me Hey! I heard it as soon as
1: I said it. <laughs> I'm so glad. Thank you for picking up that. If I didn't I do it, you would have All thought
0: right. that something was wrong with me.
1: I would. I would be checking the camera feed to make sure you hadn't suddenly been kidnapped, <laughs> or you didn't have like a geonosian brainworm coming out your nose.
0: Or uh, uh, blah,
1: blah. Uh, All right, but they encounter <laughs> they encounter resistance. <laughs> <laughs> In the form of fucking buzz
0: droids. I fucking hate buzz droids.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're evil, creepy, horrible little hyena laughing menaces. And uh, they, (laughs) but they're clever, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Anakin's Anakin's fighter gets covered in them. Ahsoka, of course, is unscathed. Uh, And he knocks them all off the top, but the little fuckers hide on the bottom side of his fighter Uh... and start carving into the cockpit from there. So uh, Anakin Skywalker gets knocked unconscious minutes into the assault on this planet. And so uh, it's up to R2 and and Ahsoka to save his
0: ass. Which, of course, they do. Um, uh, uh, Shout out to R2, by the way. Uh, He was once again in a confrontation with a buzz droid while he was (laughs) in his little compartment. And he used the fin of the ship to smash it. Uh, I'm, I'm loving that he's constantly coming up with different ways to kill these things.
1: He's, he's a fucking, he's just, God, oh, what an icon, right? Right. Oh, R2D2. But Ahsoka does say during this whole high speed about to crash crisis moment, uh, she assigns her, uh, her astromech to take over her fighter because she says, somebody has to save his skin because she's channeling Leia. Yep. From a new hope, somebody has to save our skins anyway. I'll I love channel. a good line callback. Um, and so they, they crash the ship. And, and scrape all the buzz droids off the bottom. The buzz droids scream in the process. <laughs> so that's fun. <laughs> Ahsoka manages to scoop Anakin out of the cockpit and they tumble, but then the fighter goes over the cliff with R2 D2 inside. Oh no, the fear, the terror. R2's fine.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: He comes jetpacking up and he is. This is one of my favorite moments of the entire episode. R2 is so pleased with himself for scaring them. Or scaring her, at least. And he's just like... He's got his little R2 chuckle. Yeah. Oh, God. I love it. I love it.
0: God, I fucking love R2.
1: And Anakin's like, what happened? I'm not in my fighter. What? What? What is this? And Ahsoka says, an iconic Ahsoka line. She says, fighter crashed. I saved the day. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> love it.
1: She's like a little mini Anakin.
0: With yeah. that kind of flippant
1: badassery. I love
0: it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But anyway, uh, so they go on to continue the assault, and they liberate Cade and Amoidea, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: no, uh, they're no. literally in the middle of the assault, and all of a sudden, Yoda's like, "Hey, bitches, I need you to come home." And right. and <laughs> Anakin's like, "What?" You know. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Yoda says, "I understand you're in the middle of a battle, but this shit's really important." So they go back to Coruscant just like that.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm they like, get what? Rex to come. What the fuck? They get Rex to come uh, scoop them up, and we see the briefest possible glimpse of Rex and all the other guys in the 501st in their gunship, um, which is the Lucky Leku By the way, we yeah. get a ding on the nose art counter. Uh They are in the Lucky Leku which I will point out Um, when we first saw the Lucky Leku which was in the Clone Wars movie. All it had was the nose art of of the pretty Twi'lek Twi. Twi'lek 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 Twi'lek. Yeah. Look. Fucking Mark Thompson. We're I'm listening to Dark Disciple right now. Mark Thompson has further complicated this issue because he pronounces it twilik. I know twelik twit. It's a twit. It's ju- I wouldn't. <clears throat> I, I
0: wouldn't take Mark Thompson's uh, pronunciation as gospel because he literally changes the pronunciation of some character names in the middle of the High Republic books. So you know, Markion or Martian. Which one is? I it?
1: would. I would take everything.
0: I would take he all, has of to him, offer. all of him. All of him. I just, As
1: gospel, or you know, whatever.
0: I need to play role playing games with him too.
1: Oh my god! I I got some role playing games I'll play with Mark Thompson. <laughs> Mark Thompson, please don't listen to our podcast.
0: Uh, okay. He's
1: not gonna. Okay. So <clears throat> anyway, we get the briefest possible glimpse of of Rex. They're in the Lucky Lucky. The Lucky Lucky when we first saw it um, didn't have anything but just the nose art on the on the ship, but now it's got a kill count, a really high kill count. Well. Of stencils of ships that it has killed, on there too. So that's it's almost like the war's been progressing. Anyway, uh Rex and the other five O first. This is our first look at jetpack troopers. Yep. Five O first jetpack troopers. They're in the hold of this ship. uh So we see it for a second, and then it's they're gone.
0: That's it. Yeah, and we're like, what the hell? Okay.
1: Yep. We are back on Coruscant. Yeah. And I'm like, why the fuck? Why the fuck? Because I again, it's been a while since I've watched through this, so I kind of forgot how shit goes down in these episodes, and I'm thinking, why the fuck do they need these two? Why are they calling them off of an active battle zone to come back to Coruscant for what is a an attack on the temple? Because that's why Yoda's called them back. The temple got fucking bombed.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah. So Yoda mentions the te- the temple's been bombed. So they're back at yeah. the temple. They're in front of the Jedi Council, and you know. Uh, uh, you know, Mace, says, Mace Windu says something uplifting and unifies everybody and makes everybody <laughs> feel better about themselves, right?
1: Look, that's not his function. God damn, Mace Windu. Different What's Jedi have fun? different I... jobs. You want to get uplifted, go get a hug from Plo Koon. You want the fucking straight talk about the situation, you talk to Mace Windu.
0: Yeah, so as I explained to Anakin and Ahsoka, uh, there was a terrorist attack on the Jedi Temple, and it's entirely possible that it was a Jedi that did it. Uh, right, so and they that's had,
1: why they need Anakin and Ahsoka.
0: Because they weren't there.
1: Right, they weren't even in the system at the time. Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, Ahsoka is in disbelief. She's like, how would a Jedi do this? And I'm like, oh, you mm-hmm. sweet summer child. And, right. <laughs> um, uh, May says that Anakin and Ahsoka can be impartial, so please investigate everything. Yoda warns them, please be careful. Mm-hmm. And uh, suddenly they're on the case. So Ahsoka and yeah. Anakin go down to the... Uh, where was it, a cargo bay?
1: It's it's a hangar. It's a the hangar at the Jedi Temple. And th- so they're going through the rubble. There's a bunch of little droids sort of scanning the place. Did you notice, it's hard to see because it's very shadowy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, there are still bodies in that rubble.
0: In a kid's show. Yay!
1: Like there's somebody's hand sticking up. You can see that in silhouette. There are still corpses. Yeah,
0: pieces of corpses. They're not whole.
1: Wow. Okay. So as they're walking through and they're looking at the fucking horror show and Anakin is like, Anakin's already on edge because he's starting to absorb like the emotional resonance of this place as part of the investigation. Uh, so he's like, oh, I can still hear the screaming. And Ahsoka's like, okay, but how, how could they possibly su- suggest that a Jedi did this? Right. Like how, how is that even a thing? And Anakin points out, not all Jedi agree with the war. Right. And it is all too easy for political idealists to become traitors. And he says,
0: Remember Count Dooku and General
2: Krell? That's how they started, too.
0: Holy fuck, they mentioned Pong Krell. Finally.
1: Yeah, yeah. Halo. Let's put the record scratch on this entire episode. Anakin knows about what happened with Pong Krell. Right. Okay.
0: This is what I'm talking about. These little, these little, uh, like these little lines that really help shore up a story. If you're going to do something that's really intense, which, by the way, I would consider uh, a terrorist attack, a scene with bodies scattered around, uh, not even bodies, pieces of bodies everywhere, scattered around Uh all the shit. It'd be pretty serious shit. This is a kid show. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. like, like this is what I'm talking about. This is what Umbara was missing for me. And, and this, that's what these episodes do so well.
1: Right, and it's not just uh, a terrorist attack on a kids show. It's a terrorist attack on a kids show that is made for kids who have only lived in a post nine eleven world. right. So terrorist attack is ubiquitous to them. Mm-hmm. They know these words, and so it's not like it's not a foreign concept. Like they are aware, at least on a surface level, of that bombs and terrorists and stuff like that, all of this is real. So let us never say for any second, that Star Wars is not political and that Star Wars is not for the kids. Clone (laughs) Wars is trying to teach children about war and terrorism and the consequences therein.
0: But uh, I, did you, this is, uh, this, this isn't just because we're watching Peggy Carter, um, Agent Carter. um, Mm -hmm. But um, did you, I got, I started to feel like this, the, the genre of this arc was starting to get established in this very moment. Like when they're, when they're investigating and they meet the new droid, um, mm-hmm. It started to feeling like this is a mystery noir.
1: Absolutely, yeah, type, yeah. Of,
0: type of story, and yeah, I was falling in love with it.
1: It's weird how our two podcasts are syncing up sometimes. Like there's a weird synergy between them right. because yeah, on on Marvelous Divas we're watching Agent Carter, which is all crazy mysteries and and film noir vibes, and and suddenly here on Clone Wars of all fucking things, we get that same that same feeling. It's awesome. But can we talk about the CSI droid who's on the scene?
0: yes let's talk about russo isc russo
1: isc do you know do you know why he's called
0: russo isc because it's csi (laughs) because he is
1: 100 percent a complete homage to david caruso's role as lieutenant horatio kane on csi miami that's why he's got little glasses that he keeps like flicking down to emphasize his lines
0: i love that i fucking love that i love this he is awesome I
1: kept expecting after every time he does it, he like would say something like, "Oh, I'm the CSI for the Jedi Temple." Flips, flicks his glasses down. I kept expecting
2: the who. I was assigned by Master Windu.
1: Like the intro to CSI. Maybe? I love it. Alone? Okay. Yeah. Oh god, um,
0: I love it. Uh, uh, so, fun fact about we'll talk about this a lot in a lot more detail when we get to Star Tours 2.0. Uh but oh, oh. but the model for this droid was used as a prototype for what they were thinking was gonna be the next uh navigation captain on the on the new oh. Star Tours ride. They okay. went so far as to spend all this money on making a full-size model to show George Lucas. Uh-huh. And he fucking hated it and threw it out.
1: Well fuck him. This droid is adorable.
0: Uh yeah, I mean the 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 Star Tours droid is thicker. And uh, you know, <laughs> and he does, and he does eventually appear on the ride in the pre-show, but um, okay. uh, it's it's um, because it, it ends up being C3PO as the captain. Uh, but um, anyway, so just a little fun fact there.
1: Do you know who is the voice of Russo ISC? No. Go ahead, Don't guess.
0: Fucking God, <laughs> uh, D. Bradley Baker.
2: Correct. Oh my God! I did it! You Woo! Can- you're the party star. I party the <laughs> <laughs> That
0: broke. That broke the wave file.
1: <laughs> no, it broke my waveform. It's cool. It's cool. It's fine. <laughs> yes, baby. That is D. Bradley Baker. Congratulations.
0: Um, Aww, does that mean so I can take the morning off and you can finish the podcast for me? Both- <laughs> Nobody wants that. No. So yeah. let's keep well, going. I, yeah, I do. I'm kidding. You don't count. I'm not crying on camera. Damn it.
1: I did! You already got me last time. No, I... Okay,
0: it's not fucking Darth turn. Maul got you. Uh,
1: the, Obi-Wan Kenobi's heartbreak got me.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm just... Ugh. Anyway, anyway. So, do you have any other information on Russo ISC?
0: No, he's an analysis droid. Um, he doesn't make very many appearances. Uh, in fact, he doesn't make any appearances outside of this arc. Um, but um, he's designed to be a forensics droid um, and can obviously... Uh, lead very complicated investigations that were very heavy on the analysis and investigation side.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. And he's here to do a fair and impartial investigation of the situation. Um, And he would like to uh, interview the witnesses alone, please. Mm -hmm. Because the, the rumor that the Jedi were involved and that maybe a Jedi set off this explosion is already circulating, and he's afraid that witnesses will be biased against the Jedi because of pretty legitimate fear. And Anakin's like, no, Ahsoka's going with you to interview the witnesses. Okay? Yeah. Fucking droid. Droid's not the boss of me.
0: Fucking
1: droid. <laughs> me, 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 me. Me, me, me. Okay, anyway. Uh, so uh, they go to go talk to uh, the witnesses while they're getting patched up by medical droids. Yeah?
0: Yeah, uh, there's a standard issue medical droid there. We've actually seen this medical droid before. And times, it, obviously, yeah. it's a, it, it made its first appearance in Empire Strikes Back. Uh, for us, our chronological mm-hmm. timeline. um So, yeah, So, yeah, Ahsoka is like trying to ask this guy who's laying on the table. By the way, quick shout out to all the other people in this medical bay. There's a lot oh. of them. Yeah. Because, hello, a lot of people died and there's still a lot of people seriously injured. Mm-hmm. Um, and holy shit. Um, uh, Ahsoka is talking to this pilot and she's like, hey, do you know what happened? Blah, blah, blah. Um, And then all of a sudden, some dude with blue skin pipes up and is like, it was Jakar Bomani. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's a Pantoran. Pantoran. This Pantoran guy, he name checks Jakar Bomani. Yeah. And says that Jakar Bomani was working in the area right before the explosion and hasn't been seen since. And it says in my notes, does nobody think maybe he blew up? Thank you. And that's why nobody's seen him since. Because he's gone. Because, he's been incinerated. Because he's Adams. Yeah. <laughs> what? Okay. Okay. Whatever. So uh they get a picture of Jakar Bomani. And pause, we forgot to mention. Jedi died in this attack too. Absolutely. Jedi and clones. Right. And 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 employees of the Jedi Temple, civilians who worked there. So like six Jedi and a bunch of clones. It just this was bad. Yeah. This was really fucking bad. Okay, uh, so they get a picture of Jakar Bomani. Did you see this picture?
0: I ho- screamed in horror. What the fuck <laughs> is wrong with it? It has he... one big eye.
1: Yeah, well, okay. Don't don't be speciesist. He's an Abyssin.
2: <laughs> oh, Jakar
1: Bomani is a male Abyssin. Do you remember? Do you remember um, <clears throat> season two of The Mandalorian? First episode, Mando goes to talk to the guy who's running the fight ring, who's John Leguizamo in a suit, right? Who's a Cyclops. Right. That guy's an Abyssin.
0: Oh, but that guy looked less freaky than the picture that we see in Clone Wars.
1: (laughs) It is an intense picture. And like, if you don't know, you're going to be looking at an Abyssin. It's a little like, yeah, what happened? What in the Picasso? Did a Mandalorian draw this? What happened here? Right. Um, but no, he's, Jakarbamani is a male abyssin. They are a sentient bipedal cycloptic race native to the planet Biz, capable of living up to 300 years and regenerating lost limbs. And I can't recall if that becomes relevant in this arc or not. It
0: does not because he is blown up. <laughs> okay. We, we will find out later. Spoiler alert. Oh my God. Oh my God. What? Okay. What? Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, they've got a picture of Jakarbamani now. Cool. And, uh, Anakin takes that picture with all the subtlety of your average China shop bowl, out to the front lines of a bunch of angry protesters in front of the Jedi Temple.
0: Yeah, hello. By the way, there are people protesting a the Jedi. There's all these signs yeah. with, like, uh, uh, clones with a, a big red X around their face and all that kind of stuff. Would you
1: like to know what the signs say?
0: I knew this was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, so, the, I okay. saw the Urabesh and I was like, uh-huh.
1: This is our first time seeing, by the way, Jedi Temple guards. Like right. that we in the form that we will see them later in like in Rebels and stuff. Jedi Temple Guards uh are there. They're holding line at the entrance to the temple and there's a bunch of angry people. Right. Uh out in front. And with them is uh Jedi Master Sindralig. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh
1: and in the scene he's voiced by Robin Ackin Downs, aka Rush Clovis, and Chom Sindula. Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: He is a male Jedi Master, serves the Jedi Order as Battlemaster and Chief of Security at the Jedi Temple. He is the head of the Jedi Temple Guard. We will see him again briefly later in Revenge of the Sith.
0: Because he lives, right? Because... He lives a long, glorious life.
1: You are so correct. We certainly don't see anything horrific happen to him on a hollow. Okay. Anyway, so these protesters... These protesters that are out there, they have signs. And those signs, you know, you, you checked one of them. It's the clone trooper helmet that's like X'd out,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is pretty clear. Yeah. I'd, and like, if you're a clone and you see that, how'd that make you feel?
0: I'd shoot them. <laughs> be like, oh, you don't want to use this bitch? Ah!
1: This, this is why Chris is not allowed to be a clone trooper.
0: This is why Chris was not allowed to join the military. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but no, the other signs, uh, there's two of them that say in Oribesh, the Jedi are corrupt.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: uh And the other Correct. one says the other one says stop cloning violence. So
0: uh, yeah. you should be cloning for love. <laughs> <laughs> you should be cloning for my love.
1: Clone lovers, not fighters. Clone lovers, not fighters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um can we can we sidebar real quick? Absolutely. I couldn't help but when notice on, ever on, right? on the Tiki Talk that there was uh somebody uh, trying to suggest that the uh, I don't know what I don't even know what the, what points they were making. I just want to be make this clear. Um, regardless of any external uh, factors, like I don't know Emperor Palpatine or Chancellor Palpatine, sorry, and other Sith and whatnot, um, the Jedi do a lot of bad things a lot, and I can't believe that's in dispute. But apparently it is. And there's a thing called personal responsibility. If you make a lot of bad choices all the time, you're going to get bad results, bad outcomes. Yeah,
1: it's, yeah.
0: I'm not sure why that was a, why that's controversial.
1: Well, it's, here's the thing. Uh, There's a, there's a, hmm. it's a lot like the people who blame anyone but Anakin for Anakin's fall to the dark side.
0: Oh God, I hate that.
1: The people who blame Padme or blame Obi-Wan. Christopher, or blame the entire Jedi Order, or blame just Palpatine. All of those are factors, but Anakin's a grown ass man who made his choices.
0: For the record, the Jedi I, Order... I, I, I um, since you called my ass out, Obi-Wan is not solely responsible for Anakin's uh, downfall. No one is. Anakin is mm-hmm. ultimately responsible. Exactly. It did not help, um, but, you know, uh, there are a million different th- I mean, technically, Jar Jar Binks didn't help either. <laughs> you know
1: but jar jar beeks was not his jedi master like i get it there's there's a lot there's a lot of factors but all of that all of that contributed but ultimately anakin's fall to the dark side was his own decision yeah okay it's his because yeah so the jedi order is a, even more than a grown ass man the jedi order is thousands of years old uh and has a long history of uh, of hewing to certain ideals and and things and so they made every decision was it a slippery slope yes was it a frog in a pot situation where um they they just chipped away and slowly boiled and like by the time they realized that they were in too deep that it was too late they were already fucking cooked right Maybe it was that, but they still made every decision along that way. Palpatine didn't force shit. Did he create the environment in which the Jedi could make horrible fucking decisions like what's going on in the episodes we're talking about uh, right now? Yes. Right. But they did everything else. The Jedi consented to use an army full of clone slaves for specifically this purpose. The Jedi cons- the, the Jedi? The Jedi. The, the, the,
0: the Jedi. The, the, the Jedi.
1: Okay. Anyway, anyway, God, the Jedi made every decision. Right. Uh, on their own. So they are responsible for, and, but what I did not enjoy, uh, and what I would like to clarify right now, uh, there is an implication out there, uh, that when we say that the Jedi, uh, contributed to their own fall they made their own decisions that that caused a lot of this and they fucked up a lot we're not saying they deserve to be exterminated no
0: no 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 no. in no no way are
1: we saying they deserved order 66 and they had it coming in no way are we saying what other people are saying and they think they agree with us that dooku was right
0: no dooku Mm -hmm.
1: is a goddamn space nazi yeah he had a point about the fall and the corruption of the jedi but he's not right
0: no He's an evil, horrible Sad. person. Uh,
1: right. No, uh,
0: I did not stand up in the movie theater and cheer when Order 66 was happening. I was no. dreading it. When, I, In fact, um, uh, one of my mo- the most heartbreaking moments of Book of Boba Fett was when uh, I had to see Order 66 from Grogu's right. perspective. I did not even exactly. see that Dave Filoni, you fucking asshole.
1: He's going to mine that for your tears every single time. Ugh. So every anyway, single time. No,
0: no, no one deserves to be, uh, put out the pasture like that and annihilated. No like one that. deserves to be
1: systematically hunted down and exterminated right. for their faith. Right. Absolutely not. We are not saying that the Jedi Order deserved to be exterminated. We are saying that the, uh, the slow motion corruption of the Jedi Order in this war was, was due to their decisions. Yeah. They decided. Yeah. Because like if you read the High Republic books, Uh, the Jedi Order wasn't even involved in the Republic. Like they were an independent entity to the point where the Republic never knew what the fuck the Jedi were going to do when they showed up to a situation.
0: (laughs) Like
1: they would call over and be like, hi, so are you helping today? And the Jedi would be like, hi.
0: Hi, we're pretty. We're, we're, I'm sorry. We're, we're busy. It, like- we're busy fucking each other. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Again, hard to talk with the d- in your
0: mouth. Yeah. I mean, but- and, and, you know, kind of to <laughs> to put it back to these episodes right uh-huh. now, you know, the reason why we have protesters is because this is one of the effects of the choices they're making.
1: Exactly. The Jedi are starting to reap what they sow. Yes, there are people outside protesting because they're protesting the war. And guess who's fucking balls deep in this war? It's the Jedi. Yeah. They are in it. They are the military leadership of this war. So yeah, they're going to be the focus of, of ire, and possibly even the focus of attacks. I am not saying that the bombing is is justified. Absolutely not. No. The bombing was horrific. However, the Jedi are starting to see what some of the reactions from the world are going to be, from the galaxy, Based on what they're doing. Like, maybe, maybe, guys, let's reconsider this particular strategy. Anyway, anyway. Anakin walks up to this protest line to talk to Jedi Master Cendrelic and flashes the picture of, uh, Jakar Bomani in front of the whole fucking crowd and is like, hey, if you see this guy, let me know because he's a person of interest in our investigation of the bombing. Yeah. Uh, so.
0: And conveniently.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, instantly, the, the, the picture is seen by a woman in the crowd who steps up and says that she is Jakar Bomani's wife and she hasn't seen him. She can't find him. Do you know where my husband is?
0: <laughs> and I'm like, girl, let's talk about your... Uh...
1: You know what? Maybe he's really kind. Maybe he's really sweet. Maybe Maybe he buys her flowers and holds her hand. You don't know.
0: Maybe he's really hung.
1: Maybe he's really hung.
0: But does that, does that, uh, what, does one eye mean one ball?
1: One has to assume yes.
0: (laughs) You know, eye, you know ball. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, anyway. So,
1: uh, Anakin is like, hey, I'm going to need to ask you some questions. Why don't you come on inside? Let's have a little conversation. He puts, (laughs) he puts her in an interrogation room and you see Anakin walking in. Did you see who walked by?
0: Uh fishy dude
1: no in the hallway outside this interrogation room casually walking by because she's a Jedi and this is the Jedi temple is Barriss <gasps> Offie. she casually walks by glances in the room sees who Anakin's talking to keeps walking
0: but why is that relevant We're, why are we talking about that now uh, we'll have to wait till next uh, next, podcast till next podcast episode <laughs> but yeah I'm just
1: let's just point it out
0: I know she's I love it I, I, I fucking love it
1: she's fucking there uh, anyway, so they have a conversation. What do they talk about?
0: Yeah, so Anakin's all, uh, you know, what's the deal with your husband? She's all, my husband would never do this. Oh, my God. Whatever. And uh, she insisted Jakar would have nothing to do with this. And so, you know, they don't get and she's like,
1: y'all hired him. The screening process for Jedi Temple employees is super intense, okay?
0: Yeah, I mean, she was like, he's wanted to serve the Jedi forever. He loves y'all. You don't even know all the shit he's had to go through. To be mm-hmm. able to have that job. And he's apparently been uh, working for the Jedi for decades. It's been a long time.
1: He's been there forever. Yeah. And like, how could you possibly suspect him? Blah, 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 blah. She says he couldn't possibly have done it. Yeah. Okay. So then we bounce to where apparently Russo, uh, the little droid, is doing a very fucking cool and yet horrifying hollow recreation. Of the explosion,
0: yeah. Uh, do you notice silhouettes in the background of like of like human shaped silhouettes exploding? Yep. Yeah, that was yep. nice. Yep. Kid yep. show, yep. kid show.
1: It's it's like way back behind layers of smoke and dust and stuff. But yes. There's bodies flying through the air as he like fast forwards and rewinds and analyzes every single piece of particulate matter in this explosion to try and find the epicenter of it and all of that shit. Yeah. So, so it's really cool, though. It's cool,
0: like, but horrifying to watch over and over again. Um, I know. Yeah, so, but what do they find? Uh, well, Russo finds out, figures out that something, uh, the origin of the explosion came from the ship. So maybe mm-hmm. they triggered the ship to explode somehow. And you know, but not sure how at first, and then Russo discovers something. Yeah, they discover the presence of nanodroids. What,
1: bum, bum, bum. what? would what? you like what to know about nanodroids? nanodroids? Please tell me about nanodroids.
0: Uh, okay, so these are definitely plot devices, but uh, <laughs> NMK recon- reconstitutors, also called nanodroids, mm. were a type of microscopic droid mainly used in electronics fabrication. They're you know, you put them on a ship and they slowly like fix the metal fibers. If there's a tear in the metal and they are able to repair them Isn't that Mm -hmm. nice. Uh, in this case, they're used to blow up. (laughs) Yikes. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, uh, I'm trying to see if they make a lot of any mention outside of this episode. Nope. No mention of these particular droids ever outside of this, uh, arc. Um, this, uh, this was a, I had questions about this Mm. in particular. We have nanotechnology. We have nanodroids. Why am I, if I were Count Dooku, for example, why am I not just like spreading these fucking things around the planet and letting them eat everybody and just call it a day? They're
1: probably fucking expensive, my dude.
0: Maybe. And Uh, also not as showy. Ah, there it is.
1: Yeah, because remember, this entire war is a performance. Right that is entirely designed specifically to manipulate uh, the galaxy into forming the Empire.
0: You're
2: right, you're right, you're
1: right. So, uh, while the nanodroids would be possibly more effective, not as cool.
0: And And not as
1: easy to use them uh, to uh, undermine the Jedi.
0: Well, I love being some battle droids, so I really appreciate that. Um, Anyway, so, so, yeah, they... Discover there's fucking uh, nano uh, nanotechnology. Uh, so they go back into the Jedi Temple and do some more research. It turns out that Jakar
2: mm-hmm. was
0: a specialist of nano weaponry. Hmm.
1: Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, this is looking more and more suspicious by the second. Right. Um. And uh, so we go talk to the Jedi Council.
0: Yeah, well, real quick, the droid is also watching all these videos like very fast motion. Anakin's like, Mm. "How the fuck can you watch anything?" And droid's like, "Oh, you stupid human!" And then I am a robot, (laughs) (laughs) anyway. And then the cutest fucking thing ever: there were little versions of Russo's coming in, and Uh and and, and Russo was like, "You go investigate the whole temple for these nano droids," blah blah. And they were like, "Yes, sir!" And they all ran away. And I was like, "Oh my god, I want one."
1: (laughs) <laughs> they were very cute. So we are before the Jedi Council and the Jedi Council's like, hey, so um, heads up. The Senate is going to have a meeting because they're probably going to be sending military police in to investigate this whole situation because clones died in that explosion.
0: Military police?
1: Because clones died in the explosion.
0: But I don't remember military police ever being mentioned in Clone Wars. This is the first time we're hearing
1: about Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. And so uh, because clones uh, are their property, I mean, they're soldiers. They need to go investigate what
0: happened.
2: (laughs) So
1: they should be sending in, uh, possibly sending in some, you know, investigators for that. And uh, the meeting gets interrupted because Russo radios in and says he found Jakar Bomani.
0: (laughs) And Anakin's like, lock down the whole temple. (laughs)
1: Because <laughs> he's going to get away. He's get away. crystal uh, doesn't say
0: anything to that. He's like, uh, yeah, just come downstairs. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's lock down the temple. Because, this guy's a fighter. Because the only thing that's left of poor Jakar is his fucking hand.
1: A hand. One hand. The, a hand. 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 Hand.
0: That ain't getting up and going away. <laughs> at least not this species. Um, <laughs> so they also find out that the nanodroids were in his fucking bloodstream. Right. They were inside him.
1: Yeah, Which he I'll, was the
0: bomb. He was the bomb.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: mean, mm-hmm. kid show. Yeah, kid show.
1: That's exciting.
0: That's a fucking. Okay. Uh, so, uh, uh, my a friend of mine said it best. There's a fucking suicide bomber in a kid show. Uh
1: huh. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so they're going to go to Jakar Bimani's house and investigate and see uh, what they can find about this whole nano thing. And did you notice? I noticed, because it's in all caps in my notes, as they're flying there. <laughs> because I was like, Anakin, you're flying there alone? Oh, wait, no, Ahsoka's in the car. Ahsoka can't see over the dashboard. <laughs> the like, there's no booster seat for her. <laughs> it literally looked like okay. she wasn't even in the fucking sky car. I
0: know. I know. It
1: was awesome. Okay, so they get to Jakarba money's house. And here is, like, the monk privilege of these two, right? Like, you have never had to have money in your life. The Jedi Temple has taken care of your every material, physical, whatever need. Uh-huh. You have always had a roof over your head, clothes on your back, even if it was a fucking tube top, and and uh-huh. care and training and food. Always, that has been provided for you. So do not sneer your little Jedi-ass noses at where Jakar lives. But they did. They were like, ew. And Ahsoka's like, mm, I would have thought working for the Jedi paid better.
0: God damn it. And
1: like, y'all fucking rest your monk privilege, okay? Other people have bills to pay. You don't know what the fucking cost of living in Coruscant is. Astro-fucking-nomical. Jesus Christ, guys. Yeah, maybe the Jedi should be paying better. It's not like they need to pay you. There it is. Fucking whatever. Anyway, uh, the wife is not home. The wife, by the way, her name is... Let's back up. Her name is Leta Leta Termond. Mm -hmm. uh, Is the wife of Jakar Balmani. And um, real quick, uh, not that quick, because, wow. uh, She is voiced by Carrie Walgren. Who? Carrie Walgren has 558 voice acting credits as of today.
0: Holy shit.
1: Yeah. Okay. So this is, again, we're back to the trend of Clone Wars starting to attract some fucking classic, amazing voice actors. Right. right? Right. So Carrie Walgren started in 1978. She was a voice on Lupin the third. She has done. Yeah. She has done tons of anime. She's mainly anime and video games. Um, just just the names I recognized In scrolling through her hundreds of anime voice credits uh, She was in Witch Hunter Robin Tenchi Muyo, Last Exile Gungrave, Wolf's Rain, Naruto Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex Samurai Champloo That's, Those are just the ones that I recognized That I've watched She's in tons more
0: Who was she in Last Exile? I don't know Oh, come uh, if you
1: fucking look it up on IMDb That IMD was the yourself. last fucking...
0: That was, like, literally the very end of my anime phase was Last Exile, and then I was done. And not because I didn't like it. I loved it. But I was like... <laughs> I, was, I just stopped liking anime.
1: She's been in a lot of video games and TV shows, including... Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go!
2: Yes, <laughs> along
1: with other Clone Wars alums such as Kevin Michael Richardson, Tom Kenny, Clancy Brown, Meredith Salinger, Dee Bradley Baker, and Jim Cummings.
0: Good God!
1: <laughs> yeah, Carrie Walgren's a fucking legend. She's amazing. It's she like- is.
0: It's Uh, like Dave Filoni was in the room. He's like, shit, we need another voice actress. And all the other voice actors were like, we know somebody.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we just got done recording with her. I can call her right now. (laughs) She's in the green room. Hang on. I love that. Anyway, she is voicing Letta Termand, who is the human female married for whatever reason to Jakar Bomani. And we will learn more about her as the arc progresses. Mm -hmm. So so anyway, uh, Leda Termand, voiced by Carrie Walgren, is not home. So the Jedi just let themselves in. Sure. Because you don't need a warrant in the galaxy far, nope, far away.
0: Not if you're a Jedi, apparently.
1: I don't know that they've ever needed a warrant of any kind for anything. That's never been mentioned. There's not a lot of like law and order procedural aspects to the Star Wars.
0: So. Well, there's no politics in Star Wars, so why would there be any? Laws? Either I don't mind. <laughs>
1: there's certainly no like civil rights. Are you getting? Okay, so um, anyway, they they start searching the place. They split up, and again, again, the noir thing, right? Right where it's like super tense and the music is a little quiet and yet very dramatic. And we're going through this shadowy apartment. We're looking for evidence. Here we go. And what do they find?
0: Well, uh, was it the kitchen? I don't remember. Um, Anakin. Um, Well, first of all, there is a painting that um, Anakin walks by that -hmm. has the shapes of the Star Destroyers. Oh, Uh, wow. I didn't see that. Yeah. A friend of mine said that's original artwork from when they were doing concept stuff for a new hope. I don't know. I I couldn't find if that was true. Um, mm-hmm. But I noticed that. I was like, oh, the Star Destroyers is not painting. They're not even around yet. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Ahsoka's in the kitchen or something like that. And uh, she finds a shit ton of nanodroids.
1: Yeah, in the food.
0: In the food, which... Yeah. Mm-mm. And
1: Anakin, in another part of the house, finds anti-war protest stuff. He finds a little a little hollow projection of the clone helmet X'd out.
0: Yeah, which... That's not that much of a surprise. She was already standing at right. the protest. Right, she was at right? the protest, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, they, and so they fucking figure yeah. out that um, the way these nanodroids got into the dude's bloodstream was he ate food that had the nanodroids inside of it.
1: Exactly. <laughs> uh, suddenly, Letta comes home, and she's like, what the fuck, there are Jedi in my house.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, And they're like, yeah, okay, you need to come back with us. We got some more questions.
0: And she's like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll answer any questions you want. Okay, sure. No problem.
1: I'm super cooperative until we get outside. And and then I'm taking the fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) And like, who the fuck thinks they're going to outrun Jedi? In this day and age? In this economy? You're going to outrun a Jedi?
0: But I'm I'm loving the Attack of the Clones throwback because we haven't haven't had a good Coruscant street chase in a while. Um, Mm -hmm. In fact, I don't think we've had it in season five at all right yeah
1: and uh so they're they're doing the the street chasing it's really cool you guys should watch it they mm-hmm. do eventually catch up with her of course and uh she's like blah 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 jakar is dead and you can't take me in and they're like we never said he's dead
0: dun, dun, dun.
1: Bum, 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 bum. again with the noir catching them in that in that knowing something you shouldn't know moment Ooh. and um if you give me a moment my uh my ginger overlord
0: needs to be let out of the room Of course
1: I'm so sorry, I will be right back And you can watch me struggle with trying to get my headphones on and off with one hand
0: Uh, this is a Patreon special, y'all You can have, uh, uh in full view Um, Stephanie Get
1: the fuck out I love you,
0: fuck off. <laughs> Oh, this is a mess You're not putting that fucking saw in my head Oh no! No, that's not happening.
1: <laughs> I told you it was a struggle.
0: Do it know one arm, huh?
1: I have a sling on. I know. I, have I know. Torn I know. Rotator that's... cuff. I wish I had a cool story for how I fucked up my shoulder, but I don't.
0: Anyway, yeah, it, you're aging. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Entropy always wins, y'all. Entropy always wins. Okay, so they get Leta back to the temple for questioning. And what does she tell them?
0: Uh, What does she tell them? I'm looking at my notes. Sorry. <laughs> okay,
1: she fed the droids, the nano droids to her husband. What? Yeah.
0: That's fucked up.
1: Yeah. And so they got her locked up uh, down in the Jedi temple for further questioning. Um, Russo? Russo, uh, you know, toddles up and lets them know that as far as he can see, Jakar Bomani acted alone. There was no Jedi involved.
2: Hmm. Well, as far as he good. can see from
1: his evidence. Yeah. Well, I really um, Mace Windu, because uh, I think we're all just kind of standing around in a hallway in the Jedi yeah, Temple. Yeah, pretty much. Mace Windu points out this war is getting super unpopular. The public opinion of this is waning. You think? So we, I don't know, need to wrap this up and we really need to make sure that this wasn't a jedi that did this because damn uh and ahsoka's like but what what if it had been a jedi because right now they think oh my you know who yay it wasn't a jedi and ahsoka's like what if it had been a jedi and anakin fucking skywalker has the gall to say
0: oh my god there are going to be jedi
2: who disappoint us ahsoka but as long as we know they're a good jedi who fight for what's right it makes it all worthwhile
0: <sighs> <laughs> the hypocrisy of it all well
1: and and the foreshadowing and the of course of course if that line was going to come out of anybody's face it was going to be anakin and just because just because you said it and matt lanter's smooth as butter sexy voice does not make it okay no i just fucking doesn't so god damn it anyway and that's the end of the episode
0: holy shit
1: yeah Okay, what the fuck is happening? Where is this going? We don't know, but we should take a break to hear a word from our sponsors. Ah? Uh,
0: uh? uh, I see what you did there. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. good. I like that. I like that.
1: Okay, okay. Are we ready to move on to the next episode? I'm ready. All right. So, Clone Wars Season 5, Episode 18, The Jedi Who Knew Too Much. The Jedi fortune cookie at the top of the episode is... Courage begins by trusting oneself.
0: Dun dun dun
1: Cause ain't nobody else you can trust, apparently. Apparently,
0: just like that. God. Alright. <clears throat> Turr at the temple. The Jedi Temple Ooh. is in disarray after a vicious terrorist attack. Anakin Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano set out to find the truth of this really who's who's who was really behind this horrendous catastrophe? Their investigation led them to discover the true saboteur that determined. Now the Jedi attempt to return the temple to normalcy, but first, Master Yoda must give a eulogy to the fallen Jedi warriors.
1: But
0: nobody else, by the way.
1: Yeah, well, it's not Yoda's job to deliver the eulogy for the clone troopers or for the citizens.
0: It's only his job to deal
1: with the Jedi.
0: I need to talk about Yoda's eulogy. Uh, Yeah. It's very much, I mean, it's very classic, you know, we're all of the forest, we're returning to the forest, but to me it really Luminous came off- Luminous
1: beings are we.
0: Right, but it really it came off to me as, we're all gonna die, so fuck it.
1: Yeah. A little bit.
0: Luminous beings are we, but temporary vessels our bodies are. And we shall all find ourselves here, in time.
1: I don't know, that all sounds to me like a pretty solid argument for, so let's just go get drunk and fuck it out, yeah?
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: I mean- but, so, okay, this funeral is a who's who of the character models that are based on Coruscant.
0: Right. Everybody's Fucking
1: sick. everybody's here. Jimmy Smits is here. Mon Mothma's here. Of course, the Chancellor in his um, Revenge of the Sith pajama set is here. um Masa Meta. Every Jedi character model that could get their hands on. But right in the front row, the camera pans across. And we've got Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka Did you see Obi-Wan's face during this eulogy? No. So everybody looks appropriately somber. Obi-Wan looks fucking wrecked. Because again, the animators are able to give us micro-expressions. And Obi-Wan is in his feels. And it's not because he knew these Jedi. My headcanon for this moment is, guess whose funeral he is never going to get to attend? Uh... He can't mourn Satine he can't go to her funeral. He can't, he, there's no grave for him to visit. All he can do is attend another fucking funeral of more people dead in this fucking war. And like, no, it's so, it's so hard to go. Cause I've had to do it. I'm sure you have to because yeah. we have had tragedy in our lives. It is so hard to go to a funeral when you're already mourning someone else.
2: Yeah.
1: Absolutely. That's just wound on top of wound. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, Obi-Wan's face is a fucking picture. And he he ducks his head and it's very shadowed and he's like mourning into his beard, but it's there.
0: Yeah, I didn't I didn't catch that even though I had oh. to watch the scene twice because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So, um, Steph, when I go to like certain sporting events or oh. con- <laughs> concerts, hold on, hold on.
1: Where are we going? <laughs> if if
0: it, if it's not a thing I'm particularly like obsessed with, like like I have to be in the front row, I'll be uh-huh. all the way in the back. That way, okay. I can be the first to leave when it's over, right? Oh! And so I had the laugh that Bail Organa <laughs> <laughs> was all the way at the back, so he could be like, "Okay, as soon as Ding. as soon as the funeral lets up, I can get the fuck out of here, get in the car, and leave." So that's the D exactly. on the bail. Bail Ding. counter. Bail bails. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> uh, anyway, who's standing next to Ahsoka at this funeral?
0: Uh, her friend Burrs.
1: Yes, her good friend. Well, we Remember, they had seen like a whole in
0: like five hundred years.
1: I know. We haven't seen her since way back. Um and she it looks pretty uh pretty sad about this whole situation and Ahsoka's like, Did you know one of these Jedi? Because there are so many Jedi. Imagine a time when there are so many Jedi you don't actually know all of them. Right. Crazy. But yeah, Baris knew one of them. Uh Tatsumara had taught her how to hold a lightsaber. No, I don't know who Tatsumara is. There's no there's no other information
0: well stephanie it. in star wars issue four of the
1: oh <laughs> seriously
0: i don't know no oh, okay, I'm in, okay i'm making it up Fuck i'm just I'm, I'm i'm foreshadowing <laughs> the twitter messages i'm probably going to receive after this episode
1: <laughs> i love that people reach out to you they don't say shit to me
0: well it's be- my it's my because dms I, are open be- nope because i talked to them back
1: Oh, that's your first mistake. <laughs> if you talk to people, they talk back and they keep talking. I'm kidding. If you guys want to send me DMs, go ahead. Um, but know that you will be mocked on the show if you're trying to correct our information. I'm kidding. We like corrections, too. God, we're such bitches. Anyway. Why don't people find us approachable? I don't know. Why Why do people suddenly seem to not like us very much in the TikTok Star Wars community? Weird. Well,
0: cool Just because like we us. keep...
1: Because we keep being us. Mm -hmm. Sorry, this isn't a fun persona. We're actually this awful. Okay,
2: (laughs) moving on.
1: (laughs) So after, uh, oh, by the way, this is Barrisofi. This is the return of Meredith Salinger to voice Barrisofi. Right. And we get the return of Stephen Stanton voicing Admiral Tarkin because he wanders in. Hello. Yeah. And he's there to let them know... Oh, wait, is he there there?
0: Well, he's at the funeral, too. Yeah,
1: no, he is. Yeah, he's at the funeral. He lets them know that uh, he's got Leta Tormund in custody. What? The perpetrator, the one who fed her husband a, a nano explosion meal. Yeah, he's got her. Why? Because clones were killed. And somehow that trumps the fact that Jedi were killed. So now this is a military matter, and the military police have Leta Torment in custody. And
0: they protest this, and Tarkin's like, Sorry, Chancellor's head.
1: Yeah. Uh, hmm. And then he, and Ahsoka's, because Ahsoka's pissed at Leta Torment, because, you know, Palmer. Yeah. And again, Anakin Skywalker has the gall to say with his own fucking mouth,
2: Calm down, Ahsoka. Remember, revenge is not the Jedi way.
1: Uh, okay.
0: That's going to be something we're be- going to talk about in three areas, by the way.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, apparently, according to Tarkin, the Chancellor wants the Jedi to be a little more removed from military matters.
0: I agree with that.
1: I agree with that, which is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't like agreeing with Tarkin or the Chancellor. Um, well, can I make, you, can the- I
0: make you more uncomfortable real quick? Um, please. And I, I, I hate that I feel this way and I hate that I'm saying this out loud. So I need you to understand that I hate myself so much for this. Okay, but season five animation is really good to Tarkin.
1: God damn it
0: there I said it.
1: you know what? I'm not here to yuck your yum
0: no please yuck. You go ahead you can you yuck. go ahead you and can enjoy yuck that this yum. yum you can yuck this yum' because I'm ashamed of myself, but he is well tanned he's baby faced he's all that he's all those things.
2: It's
1: because he's voiced by Steven Stanton and you have the hots for Steven Stanton, which you should. Which,
0: yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That does not not help at all.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so... um,
0: I'm ashamed of myself. Look, no,
1: I'm not going to shame you because I feel like you want me to and I'm not playing into that kink this morning. (laughs) Um, (laughs)
2: What?
1: (laughs) Please, mistress,
0: shame me. What?
1: Exactly. Anyway, Ahsoka's like, what the fuck? Why would the Chancellor want to do something like this? And then Tarkin says... I assure you that he rarely does anything
0: without a strategy.
1: Mm-hmm. This bitch is in on the whole play, isn't he? He knows. I, There's no way he doesn't know. He knows.
0: I think he's figured it out. I
1: think he's I think he's putting two and two together. He at least knows that Chancellor Palpatine is orchestrating a bigger picture. He may not 100% know that Palpatine is a Sith Lord. Right. But I think he knows. And I don't think he cares. I, d- I think he wants to be on the winning team.
0: I think. Well, I think most importantly, I think he wants order in the galaxy.
1: Right. So anyway, uh, they are all going to be adjourning to their own <laughs> sp- uh, separate pursuits. And Barris is like, "Okay, excuse me, guys," and she walks off. She looks troubled. Ahsoka looks after her, and Anakin's like, "Go hang out with your friend. It's yeah. Fine. Go for like,
2: five for like
1: for like two minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like not like a long time or anything. Don't don't enjoy your life." <laughs> Um, but so Ahsoka and Barriss have a little walk and talk, a little West Wing style walk and talk down the hallway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are talking about emotions. And, and Barriss asks, Ahsoka,
2: have you ever wondered if it was right to ignore your emotions?
1: And like, this is a red flag conversation. It's not an Anakin Skywalker red flag, it's because a- Anakin Skywalker's red flags are like the size of buildings. This is a small red flag conversation where if you are a good friend... And you have a friend who's having questions like this, who appears to be gently, quietly questioning some of the core tenets of who they are as a person. Maybe, maybe you pull them aside, go get a cup of coffee. Let's hash this out. Are you okay? Please don't start giving away your your belongings. What's going on?
0: Um, know what I mean? It, it's it's um yeah. I mean, I ju- I I just generally. At at first I was like, oh, this is such a sweet conversation between two friends, but you're right, like I when I watch when I watch this back again, there's a creep factor to it. And I don't know and I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but there's a deep creep factor to it.
1: It's because there's other stuff that Barris wants to ask. There's other stuff that Barris wants to say. There is subtext. Again, shout out to the animators and the voice actor on this one. They came together to to give us all of that. And Ahsoka's not picking it up. Ahsoka's like Oh, ho, ho, So, you know, it's hard. I, I have a hard time with it, but you know, my master helps me or fucking whatever. And. Do you, do you think yeah. Barris
0: wanted to take Ahsoka down the dark side with her? Because so she would have a friend.
1: I think Barris wanted Ahsoka to pull her back. Oh, wow. I think this was a cry for help. Either, either pull me, cause, you know, spoiler alert, Barris is a super ass problem in the next two episodes, but we will get to that next time. But I think this is her reaching out. This is a cry for help. This is either stop me or join me because I don't know what I'm doing. Wow. Yeah. But we're Uh, done with that because Ahsoka, again, you only get five minutes to live your life because you need to get back to work. We're going to go have, you're needed in the war room. Let's go.
0: All right. Let's do the war room thing. So uh, everybody, everybody is in the war room and apparently the, uh, the animus system is being attacked. But or something.
1: It's It turns out to not be relevant because yeah, they're because immediately it, interrupted. As
0: Tarkin pops in, hello, uh-huh. Tarkin can just suddenly pop in to a Jedi war room meeting now?
1: Sure. Well, I mean, he's an admiral. Yeah, but... And this is a military matter. They're talking about military shit.
0: Right. Um, so, anyway, yeah. so Tarkin's like, for some fucking reason that Lita chick wants to talk to you, Ahsoka, I don't know why, but you need to get down here. Um, I don't know. Th- th- this is the only part that I was like, huh? Because, you know, wouldn't Tarka just be like, "eh"? let's just torture her and get the information out of her instead of having a Jedi I I guess.
1: I don't know. But it's so that we can get, I mean, maybe, I don't know. But it's so that we can get Ahsoka alone with Leta. And so uh, Ahsoka has to bebop over to the Republic Center for Military Operations, which is where leto torment is being held by the military police and um how terrifying is this place
0: there are some holy shit the empire's rising moments that in uh-huh. star wars the first one being of course the end of attack of the clones where right. you know uh, palpatine on his balcony um mm-hmm. but this was the moment i was like well oh, here's the empire it is here yes. now it's, it's already here
1: so this is, uh, it is the the military base on Coruscant. Right now, it is called the Republic Center for Military Operations. Mm. Later on, it will become the Imperial Inspectorate HQ. With no change in the design. Nope. It'll just be a seamless transition. Would you like to know what architect in canon designed this facility? Oh, please do. Commander Orson Callan Krennic.
0: No fucking as, way.
1: As in Rogue One, as in First Death Star, that Krennic designed this facility. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he's he's in the background somewhere during the Clone War. Yeah. Oh he, sure. He came up he came up along behind Tarkin. Yeah.
0: Well. So. Well, that explains the hallway design because it looks just like yeah. the Death Star. Everything looks very Death Star. Yeah. Oh, look,
1: he's a one trick pony, Krennic. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of imagination. He's got one vision. Okay, and you know what? The Empire liked that vision, and they like uniformity. So go ahead and let him design fucking everything. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the Republic Center for Military Operations also houses a whole fucking lot of clones. And uh, Mm -hmm. it is shielded, super secure. There are micro holocams everywhere. Everywhere in this facility is under surveillance at all times. So that's nice. Hold on, I hear meowing at the door.
0: Meow, 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 meow.
1: Motherfucker. Okay, I'll be right back.
0: I love cats, but goddamn.
1: Oh, are you shitting me? Boomer. <laughs> goddamn it. That bitch fucking ding dong ditched me again.
0: I love that.
2: <laughs> oh
1: fuck! Anyway, God. So things that are not my infuriating fucking feline roommate. Um, where were we? What were we Pick up the thread, Chris. Run, go.
0: Where were we? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I wanted to call a shout uh shout out to the statues out front. Um, uh-huh. we do see like I think the first time I saw them was the special edition Return of the Jedi, where you saw these tall statues of Palpatine. That very similar design of. Of the statues up front except they're of clones so right. i so i was wondering do they update them to look like stormtroopers later in the Imp- imperial era or change
1: the the helmet design maybe yeah. on the statues i don't know maybe
0: maybe could but, be but yeah th- this whole this whole area is so ominous and from this point on like there is no joy there is no, no. happiness it's all it is. this is the darkest shit i've seen it so is far. super
1: dark, oppressive. When she gets inside, Ahsoka gets inside the prison facility, uh, she is greeted by clone guards. Right. Specifically Commander Fox. Mm. Um, yeah. And everything in this place is black and red and gray. It, we are already in Empire colors, right? Uh, so real quick then, um, we haven't seen Commander Fox in a while. Uh, I think that was like first fucking season was the last time we saw Good him. Good God. Um so Commander Fox is CC1010. He's the clone commander of the Coruscant Guard. There is a huge following in the fandom that ships him and Senator Rio Chuchi. Apropos of fucking nothing. These two characters don't interact. At all.
0: I, I'm, I am totally okay with imagining any and all character baiting each other. That's fine. <laughs>
1: Any and all characters,
0: it's all deserve sort of legal age, yada yada.
1: Okay, all right. So, listeners, if you could please flood Chris's inbox or just tweet at us uh, improbable combinations of consenting adult characters and see if Chris is into it.
0: I'm, I'm, let's game. Just, let's, I'm game, let's have that happen. I am okay, I'm a okay. dirty bird. I
1: am he, a dirty he's bird. a dirty birdie, y'all. Dirty, dirty birdie. Okay. So, um, Commander Fox, he is the command of, commander of the Coruscant Guard. What's the Coruscant Guard, you ask, but didn't, but I'm going to pretend you did. <laughs> they are a group of clones that were actually, they were bred on Kamino, but they were raised in secret on Coruscant. Mm-hmm. They have been raised away from all of the other clones, separate from the Grand Army of the Republic. Interesting. Which is why they feel a little different. They definitely feel more like cops than soldiers. Right.
0: Right.
1: And these are specifically the clones uh, under Fox's command are clone shock troopers. So they are the precursors to the Imperial shock troopers. Fucked up. Yeah. And I'm not sure why those guys needed to be the local guard other than Palpatine's long game.
0: That and and having well, some of
1: the nastiest motherfuckers on the planet with him.
0: Pretty much, that's it. That's what it is.
1: And look, we're going to see Fox again. Uh, Fox, if it is possible to hate a clone, Fox, Fox is the one who gets the hate because look, he does some shit. Oh
2: yeah, and it oh, and yeah. it's
1: all it's all you know under orders, but he still does it. So, yikes. Anyway, so Ahsoka gets there. Commander Fox is like, "Hi." So scan you. You need to leave your com link and your lightsabers at the door. Right. Did you hear what music was playing while she did that?
0: It plays all over the fucking place. uh a lot of imperial uh marching happening all over, yes. yeah, yes,
1: this is where the imperial march starts. It is not like ba ba ba, like it's not a full on march. We'll get that subtle. later, yeah, yeah, this is just a couple of little notes here and there that are undeniably the imperial march, so that's unsettling and anyway, ahsoka goes in and talk to Letta, and then what happens
0: uh. Letta tells, uh, Letta tells her everything, and Ahsoka's like, oh, okay. And uh, they're able to wrap up the whole issue, and everybody goes home happy.
1: Okay, so you do this thing where I toss you the ball in this podcast, <laughs> and you say what you know is completely wrong and toss it back to me.
0: No, I'm actually going to keep going. Um, i fucking kill you. Yeah, Go. Yeah, so uh, uh, Letta is finally ready to talk to Ahsoka. She says that mm-hmm. the whole thing wasn't her idea. She says that a Jedi told her how to do this. And Ahsoka's Light. like, what the fuck? A Jedi is behind this? What? Mm-hmm. Letta mm-hmm. says that the Jedi have become warmongers. And-
1: Correct. That is an easy interpretation to make, given the current situation.
0: And, you know, Letta, Letta goes on for a little bit about that. And Ahsoka's like, fuck, just tell me who fucking did it. And and Letta is about to. And all of a sudden, uh, you hear that force choke noise, that sound mm-hmm. effect. And she's suddenly choking.
2: Letta, you have
0: to tell me who is behind this. It's Let and Ahsoka. For reasons I don't under fucking stand, has her hands up in the air right in front of her.
1: Well, because she's trying to like grab her to like pull her down to maybe catch her or something. She's got her hands up like she, that's that's what you do if counter, somebody is.
0: She can't counter force spell her.
1: There's no counter-spell in force magic. Why not? Because we've never seen it. It's <laughs> because never I happened. said. <laughs> It, because it's never happened in canon, like have, that I know of. Somebody will undoubtedly correct us.
0: I, but I, I'm just saying. That's never if happened. We're gonna. It, I I'm cool with people doing whatever with the force. I don't care if you want to magic missile somebody with the force. I'm all game for that. I just, uh, you know, I. I have to believe like you can like force pull or push or whatever, like the force energy away from her neck, maybe. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Maybe, but maybe Ahsoka doesn't know how to do that. Maybe she didn't think of it in this very sudden, surprising, terrifying moment where the woman who was about to tell her the name of the Jedi who joined her anti-war terrorism cause uh, is suddenly choking in the air ahead of her. Like Ahsoka's caught off guard. She's surprised. She, as far as she knows, is fucking alone.
0: Anyway, Nobody's
1: in the cell with
0: them. Nobody is in the cell with them. So Commander, uh, the, the clone troopers are she, seeing this. On... She dies.
1: Yeah. Letta dies, by the oh, way. Oh, Letta's
0: dead, yeah. Um, She's
1: fucking dead. She gets dropped.
0: Uh, the, the kids show, kids show. Um, yep. the, cl- the clones see this on camera. For some reason, for some strange reason, the sound isn't working. So they don't know what was said. But They only mm-hmm. see Ahsoka holding her hands up. Letta floating in the air, being choked. Yeah. Um, so it looks like on camera that Ahsoka done murdered somebody. Right, So exactly. So Ahsoka's freaking out, uh, the door opens, clones come in, and Admiral Tarkin walks in as well. And boy, is he a reassuring person, let me tell you. <laughs>
1: he is such, it says in my notes, Tarkin is a smug bitch when he gets Imperial March music.
0: Yep, yep, yep.
1: He's, he's so fucking smug. Uh, he has, this is, by the way, some time passed. This isn't all happening in the same moment. Like, Fox shows up, he's like, look, I can't say I blame you, but um, you're under arrest. Commercial break. We are back to Ahsoka in the cell, and then Tarkin comes in. Right. And this whole moment where Tarkin comes into the cell is 100% blocked and, and shot exactly like Vader going into Leia's cell.
0: Yes, thank you.
1: And Tarkin taking Leia by the chin in A New Hope is why Tarkin takes Ahsoka by the chin in this scene. All of that.
0: I want him to take me by the chin. Anyway. Um... Of
1: course you fucking do. <laughs> I cannot follow you. This ship will sail without
0: me. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. By
1: the way, there there is one point uh, while we're going through like security footage and stuff. We see other prisoners in this facility. Okay. Also imprisoned in this facility are Emir Watt Tambor.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Remember, we
1: captured him back in season one. Holy shit. Poggle, Poggle the Lesser. <laughs> <laughs> Got him back in season two. He's here. And the real callback, General Horm loth
0: Wow.
1: From the Clone Wars movie. He's also locked up I here. love
0: this. I love this so much.
1: Yep. Anyway, uh, so Tarkin is like, hey, so we have this video. It totally looks like you fucking did it. You killed her. Why would you kill her? That's so crazy anyway you're fucked
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my my favorite my favorite line this is how Mm -hmm. this is how awful tarkin really is (laughs) Uh, ahsoka's like no there was somebody else It wasn't me blah 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 and tarkin's like and if there was someone else why did you not sense them and i was Mm. like snap accurate though why didn't she Because it's a reason why she didn't think to, like, use the Force to, like, break. Like, she was in a panic. She was in a state of panic. And
1: also, she was pissed off going in there. Like, she had a shitty attitude going into that place. She was already pissed at Letta. So that probably clouded her ability to sense anything in the Force, too.
0: Hey, speaking of pissed, speaking of super angry, (laughs) Anakin Skywalker Uh shows up. I'm sorry. Darth Vader (laughs) shows up.
1: Darth Vader's at the front door because he, up to this point, the Imperial March has been just a hint, a couple of notes here or there. But now, where Anakin is at the front gate and he's finding out from Commander Fox that Admiral Tarkin has ordered that no one, I mean no one, is allowed to see Ahsoka, Anakin's going full Vader.
0: Yeah, uh, that is Vader. We're getting Vader face. We don't see Vader's face that often, obviously, but holy shit.
1: We're getting Vader face. We got the Vader music. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I don't care
2: what she's accused of. Let me in.
1: And then, shockingly, he doesn't just explode everything and murder everyone. And But okay. Uh, well, we cut to Ahsoka in her cell. And she's just kind of hanging out. But then she sees, aha, just outside the cell, a key card. Yep. And she assumes that Anakin has somehow managed to leave it there for her.
0: Which is a fair assumption. They've done shit like that before. It is. You know.
1: Absolutely. She says, Master, I knew you wouldn't let me down. And she force floats the keycard up and lets herself out. Right. And then shit gets really suspicious really quick.
0: Yeah. Ahsoka turns over, uh, goes to closer to the front door, the front, uh, security gate. And there's mm-hmm. a fucking shit ton of dead clones that look like they've been, uh, killed by a lightsaber. And I'll- Not
1: yet. Not yet. Oh? The first hallway she finds is a bunch of unconscious clones. That have just been beat up. And so she runs along there and in the debris in that fight scene, she finds her sabers and her comlink. link.
0: Mm. I could have sworn I right saw there. one that did have a saber burn mark. Not in this
1: scene. Okay. She will find those later. Okay. In like a minute. Um, because it's a progression. It's an escalation. Right. right. First we find unconscious ones and she finds her uh, her uh lightsaber and her comlink. link. Because if she had immediately turned the corner and found lightsabered to death clones, she wouldn't have picked up her lightsabers. She wouldn't have kept running.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: Because, because she would have been too suspicious, but she had to scoop up her stuff and go. And the guards needed to see her running with lightsabers. Right. So that then, uh, when Fox and all the other guards find her and they're chasing her through this prison and they've alerted and there's an escape prisoner, like, and, and Rex and Anakin are on their way and Ahsoka's doing like crazy gymnastics to get through the doors because the rolling helps. And, uh, <laughs> then she turns a corner and she finds three dead clones that have clearly recently been lightsabered to death. Right. And they're already dead when she finds them, though. But nobody knows that. They see her standing over them. She continues to run. And now Fox has ordered shoot to kill.
0: Yep. Um, I believe right after this this part, uh, she runs by two droids. Yes. And uh, it I, it was a callback to, according to the notes here, it was a callback. Uh, the random uh, older model protocol droid and the droid is a callback to R2 and C-3PO wandering through the hallways. Oh. Um, um. <laughs> of of a ship at the very beginning of new hope i dig it yeah
1: so um sticking
0: in the middle of this though
1: it's a little odd but there you go um anakin uh pops up in the middle of all this he and rex have arrived at the facility and anakin's like belay the shoot to kill do not shoot to kill uh we need to we need to actually capture her alive fucking please and rex like sticks up for her and says that commander Tano would never kill clones yeah that's not a thing um, and then he, Anakin's and then
0: he turns around and he's like, uh, we're putting an ABB out for Ahsoka Tano, who killed a bunch of clones. What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? He does! What? He's like...
0: General Skywalker has just issued an all-points bulletin on Commander Ahsoka Tano. She's killed three clones and should be considered armed and dangerous.
1: It's like, Rex, dude, what? All right. And
0: they're the. meanwhile, the other clone troopers have not heard this don't kill order because they're still trying to fucking kill her.
1: They, it is a full-on fucking chase, and they are trying to murder her. Right. And here's the thing: like they're fucking shooting the the cannons of the facility at her. The, anti- like, the stuff the that's anti- supposed to protect them. The anti-gun
0: cannons. Yeah. They're not like, like the anti-aircraft yeah, cannons yeah. at
1: anti-aircraft. one girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For fuck's sake! The thing that is super eerie about all of this is how easily the clones turned to hunting her. Like there's no crisis of conscience here. There's no questioning it. They have been ordered to chase her down. They're chasing her down and they, they pursue this order with the same cheerful, willing efficiency that they pursue every other order that they're given because it's what they do. And like, hello, foreshadowing.
0: This, this episode is total foreshadowing. Um,
1: absolutely.
0: Uh, in, this in is in the more, looming threat. Yeah. In, in a lot of, in a lot of different ways. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, we we do get outside. We just mentioned that. Um, Ahsoka mm-hmm. is starting to run on a series of catwalks above a bunch of pipes. Um, but
1: before that, before that, before we leave the facility, two things. Mm-hmm. Just trivia about the episode uh- to make note of. One, um, apparently the facility uses massifs as guard dogs. Yay! Just like from Book of Boba Fett, the massifs. I love them. Um, the, the one clone trooper that almost sees Ahsoka, uh, his name is Sergeant Hound.
0: God cause damn Because he's it. got a massive. Fucking yeah, Star Wars.
1: And his massive is named Grizzer. Anyway, uh, Ahsoka, while running away, runs across this giant chunk of rock. Mm-hmm. Like she's running across the top of it and the clones are running below and right. firing up at her. Right. That giant chunk of rock, it's like covered with carvings. That's actually a thing, okay? That is a huge slab of, of Geonosian rock. That is rock harvested from the planet geonosis and brought here specifically for the purpose of carving onto it the names of every clone who fell in the first battle of the clone war at geonosis oh wow that's what that is she's running across that while they're firing at her
0: that's fucking nuts
1: so that's a full circle moment right there a jedi being hunted by clones while running across this rock that was the first time that jedi and clones fought side by side yeah oh yeah, Filoni's going to cut deep on every level. So, that's fun.
0: Uh, I can't, I, yeah, I... Yeah,
1: anyway, so now she's running. She she escapes into an industrial area. Anakin has ordered everybody to set their weapons to stun. And did you know that lightsabers can deflect stun bolts?
0: Uh, of course they can. What, Stephanie? Well, I mean, I mean there's no reason why I mean, wouldn't. why not? Why not? Um, yeah, yeah, see, you you made fun of my force counterspell earlier. <laughs> but no, you can yeah. run Yeah? <laughs> Yeah, repel stun fire well, because
1: nobody's done a force counter spell. But this is this nobody's is, this done bitch. a nobody's
0: done a stun blast. But she's doing it
1: day. right now. We're watching her do it. When have you ever seen anybody go counter spell on a force choke?
0: You know what, Stephanie? I'm going to do it.
1: <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Anyway, um, I will say this is a very rainy scene, and the rain in this animation looks a fucking amazing.
0: Uh. Did- uh, despite all the despair and darkness, uh, the the, uh, the animation is once again um, elevating everything. Uh, the, it's so good. The, the raindrops, the um, ambient moisture that you can kind of see in the air, because there's kind of like a little misty fog effect happening in the right. air. I love it. The drops it.
1: like going down, because we get shots from inside the cockpit of some of the gunships that are chasing her down. And you can see like the rain streaking down the window, which I've never noticed in Clone Wars before. Yeah. It's really fucking cool. Um. Anyway, they're, like, firing fucking rockets at her yeah. and stuff. Like, they are trying to kill her. Not everybody got the don't fucking kill her memo. Okay. Uh, she's running along the water pipe. She gets 100% cornered. She's got, like, gunships on this side and clone troopers on this side, and everybody's got her trapped. So she cuts a hole in the water pipe. Yep. And drops down. And now it's a chase through the labyrinth of Coruscant infrastructure, which is some pretty intense shit.
0: It is awesome. The the clones have to split up. Anakin is on pursuit as well. He jumps down in the pipes. And because, you know, force user, he has a much easier time tracking Ahsoka. And finally, finally, this chase seems rather long.
1: But it's very The Fugitive, this whole scene.
0: Well, I was about to say. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. Ahsoka gets to the end where she is confronted with the fact that there's nowhere to go. She is looking down and there's this massive precipice where all the other pipes of the entire facility and probably the whole area uh, mm-hmm. empty out, and you can see all this like liquid going down to this gigantic hole. There's some and shit. there's like
1: yeah, there's ships and stuff. There's all kinds of shit in this yeah. giant fucking hole in, in Coruscant.
0: Yeah, and she stops and she turns around and she tells she tells Anakin, "I didn't kill my wife." <laughs> and Anakin says, "I, I don't, don't care." care. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, no, but this was uh, confirmed to be 100% a-, a nod to the 1993 film, The Fugitive. And, uh, God, this conversation, though, it's just heart-wrenching. It's- because Ahsoka's like, I don't know who to trust. And, and Anakin is correctly, I believe, like, saying...
2: I would never let anyone hurt you, Ahsoka. Never. But you need to come back and make your case to the Council
1: but she doesn't know. She, she's like,
2: but you know as well as I do that no one else will believe me.
0: The thing, the problem is Ahsoka knows Anakin very, very well.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: she knows better than the most that Anakin has a lot of dumb bitch moments. Yeah. And so the yeah. whole, she, she trusts that Anakin truly believes that he can protect her mm-hmm. and safeguard her against all this bullshit. But she also knows he's wrong.
1: Yeah. And she also knows that That other people aren't going to believe him. Other people are going to be like, Anakin, you're too attached to your Padawan. Anakin, you're too emotional. Right. Anakin, you have a proven history of of thinking with your emotions and not with your Jedi brain. Right. So we don't believe you either. And so she's like, look, because he's like, you got to trust me. Trust me. And of course, he's also ordering her to stand down and drop her lightsaber and go with him. (laughs) And she's like, ah, no. And he's like, trust me. She says, I do Trust you. But Anakin, you have to trust me now. She's right. Yeah, and also she doesn't call him master.
0: No. I mean, at this point, I, I mean I don't I can't tell what Ahsoka's thinking in this moment. It's it's all very sudden, it's happening very quickly, mm-hmm. but I think she's starting to realize that this is a one-way road out of the Jedi yeah. Order for her.
1: If she jumps right now, like she this is a fork in the road. You either go back with your master and face the music and try to prove your innocence, or you jump out of this pipe right now and carve your own path. And and it's it's one or the other. There's no there's no half measures here. And she jumps.
0: She takes a leap of faith and a literal leap.
1: <laughs> yeah, she what? And she she jumps and she lands on one of the ships that's down below. And she looks back up at Anakin and Rex. Yeah. By the way, and Rex. she's leaving Rex behind too. So Anakin and Rex and Commander Fox, fuck him, are staring down at her as she makes good her escape into the bowels of Coruscant.
0: And then all of a sudden, end end of episode.
1: What? End of episode. Just like that. End of episode. <sighs>
0: this is, you know, uh, uh, this 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 arc was a mo- was a like, was a climax of the true turn of the Jedi Order because you know right before this arc. Or we dealt with, hey, Obi-Wan, you know that woman that you love? Oh, yeah, watch right. this watch this message. Oh, by the way, we're not going to help her. Uh, by the know. way,
1: we are refusing the call. Satine Crees clearly stated in her message, my people are being massacred. And we're not going to help because there's no political benefit or military benefit and for then,
0: us. And then before that, what else did we talk about this season alone? Just this one season. Uh, terrorism. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go ahead and get involved with Onderon. Like, yeah,
1: let's go let's go train terrorists. Uh
0: before that we got the Umbara arc with the Like the Jedi i I mean again, Jedi the Jedi no no one deserves to be massacred, no one deserves to be yeah. murdered. But I think there's something wrong, inherently wrong with the ideology. And well, that's it's kind of what it comes down to.
1: They have been chipping away at their ideology. This has been this corruption has been um very thorough. But again, it's their own fucking decisions, and their their decisions have led to a point where the citizens don't trust them. And yes, okay, lots of people will be like, "Palpatine did that." Palpatine's the one who made the citizens not trust them with his uh, with all of his propaganda. And that's true. Um,
0: but propaganda yeah, he... propaganda takes two, um, right? You know what? And that, that's a, that's the a thing I I always impart on my you know I have a lot of left wing friends in California um, who are like, "Oh my god, Fox News," blah blah. You know, people watch Fox News. That's why Fox News right. is Fox News. It takes two. It takes the person that's doing the messaging and the person receiving the message. Yeah. So the, the propaganda
1: message doesn't work unless you consume it.
0: Right. So there, there needs to be a sense of personal responsibility with the information you consume and how you treat that information. And that's true with Star Wars as well. The Jedi, you know, they are heroes. There are really good, amazing heroes that came out of the Jedi mm-hmm. Order. Um, but... A lot of Jedi disagreed with the Jedi Order. Qui-Gon Jin.
1: Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. Um, the propaganda, the, the insidiousness huh, ah. of Palpatine's message with the propaganda is he also helped arrange, a, a, he, he set the table for a war that would let the Jedi choose to do the things that would be exactly what the propaganda could point at, so that the propaganda was true. The Jedi did do these things. The Jedi did lead the war. The Jedi were the generals. And I know that the Jedi went into it with the best of intentions. They knew they needed to be the military leaders in this conflict because somebody needed to be there to temper the violence and help the innocents. I know that's why they got into it in the first place.
2: Yeah.
1: However, at no point did they stop. At no point did they liberate the clones. At no point did they yada, yada, yada. Like, there's... Such a series of events and choices that were made by the Jedi Order that led to the point where one of their own does not feel that they will be safe or treated fairly by their own order yeah
0: and and uh, uh unrelated to what we're talking about now, I mean, oh. you know isn't it weird that like um how when we're consuming media, like the timing of everything, uh uh-huh. we're reading Dark Disciple right now, right, What is the opening mission? Hey, let's assassinate Count Dooku. Jedi want to assassinate now?
1: Yeah. And that was supposed, that was going to be a plot that showed up in season six of Clone Wars. What? Dark Disciple is based on lost episodes from season six. So that was really going to happen. We were going to have a scene in Clone Wars where the Jedi Council was like, okay, so, and Mace Windu was like, I'll be the one to say it. Dooku's the problem. Like, you're all thinking it. We need to kill Dooku. Yeah. Yeah. How far the mighty Jedi have fallen. Yeah. Like And it's, look, yes, Palpatine did this, but it's not all Palpatine. Palpatine arranged the situation. He set the table. The Jedi sat down and ate. Yeah. They didn't have to. They
0: didn't have to. They Anyway, they, they need to be responsible for have door dat- They could have door-dashed their fucking food. Same.
1: So, yeah, we have a situation where Ahsoka doesn't trust that she, that she doesn't know who to trust. And among those that she doesn't know if she can trust is the entire fucking Jedi Order, the Jedi Council. Yeah, her master. Yeah, she doesn't know if she can trust them. She definitely doesn't know if she can trust. I don't know Rex because she just got chased down and hunted by a bunch of clones. So, yeah, fuck.
0: Looking forward to the next two episodes, eh? <laughs>
1: I mean, and here's the thing: I love this story. Oh, it me It sounds too. like too. it's not. I'm, I, if I sound angry or upset with the story it's because i'm supposed to you're supposed to be particularly right now because we're halfway through the arc you're supposed to be angry you're supposed to be just as frustrated and confused and upset as ahsoka
0: yeah and we have to remember in the airing uh in the airing of these episodes the first two were aired same night oh and, were they yeah because cool. because at this point we're doing two clone up cl- two clone war episodes a night um, that
1: explains the continuing four episode arcs that we're seeing exactly
0: um, and then all of a sudden, abrupt end, and right. you're not—you're going to be angry for a whole fucking week.
1: Cliffhanger, motherfucker! Cliffhanger. What happens? Why is Ahsoka on her own? What is she going to do now? I don't know. Oh, it's so—it's so good. It's so okay, good. Here's I love the thing. It. I love this it. is such a good story. I am this emotionally invested because it's so good. Yeah. yeah. I have all these opinions about it because it's
2: so
0: good.
1: So good.
0: Yeah. I love it. And just to reiterate, I love the Jedi. I love Yoda. I love Mace Windu. Yeah. But uh, the best characters have flaws.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, Absolutely. You know, I love that. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm happy they fucked up. I love that their story is this full. Yeah. That because. Because it's a straight hero story where a hero always do good, never question anything, never make mistake, is boring. And it's like that's exactly the argument that people think that they can make against Rey Skywalker. Is that she never had any flaws. She never lost a fight. She never made any mistakes. None of that is actually true.
0: None of it. Um, yeah, absolutely watch, none
1: of it. If you watch the movies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you pay ever, attention to the story. And
1: if, you, if you actually watch the movie instead of just watching YouTube videos about the movie, then you can see that. But... That's boring. That's not a good story. Um, and these, you know, the Jedi are our heroes, but they're also people. Yeah. They're also, um, they're, they're flawed and they're vulnerable to corruption. And that is the journey that we're on in the Star War. And that's because the Star War is telling us the tale of the dangers of war and politics. <sighs> and the corruption they're in and all of that shit.
0: Can't wait! Can't wait! Uh, you know what? What? What's gonna excite me about this, Stephanie? All the positive what? feedback we're gonna get on social media. <laughs> we're saying. What we're saying. I can't uh, wait. Bring it. Can't wait. Bring
1: it. Uh, People I are gonna be messaging that-
0: us with like, "Oh, I, I disagree, but I really respect your opinion." And. Um, all that kind of wonderful stuff. And we're going to get
1: lots of messages from people going, I fully understand that this clip that I'm watching is just from a, an episode that only covers two episodes in the arc and I'm not going to counter everything you've said with perspectives from the other two episodes yet. (laughs) Anyway, social media for this podcast is a wild ride. I, I, you know, it's all good. Um, I do hope that people will hit us up with, uh, improbable ship combinations of characters. To see if Chris will still fuck
0: it. Look, uh... <laughs> I saw a, uh... What was it? Um, a porn parody of, uh... Oh my god. Yeah. What, what,
1: no, what? finish your thought. i will probably remember
0: what it was. because I was like, oh my god, I can't believe they made a porn parody of that. I'm going to watch it. Um,
1: There's a porn parody of everything.
0: Uh, oh, I know. I remember what it was. Um, but uh, let's just say it's a, it's a very famous World War II movie that they made a per- porn parody out of. Totally inappropriate. Okay. I'm not even gonna say what it is, but it would
1: not be difficult to make a porn parody of any war movie because they're such sausage fests. Uh huh. So anyway.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my
0: god. <sighs> <sighs> hmm. Okay. Fine. Should we?
1: Can we end the episode now? Please? Yeah, let's let's
0: f- finish this up. We're going to hell already. Let's not. Uh... <laughs> Um, wow. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, <laughs> fuck. <clears throat> okay, so anyway, uh, we are ready now to end the episode, yes?
0: Yes, and I'll get the cancellation video apology video ready.
1: Uh, oh, no, I'm cutting all of that out of the podcast. <laughs> that is that is not for general public consumption. Only our trusted few are allowed to know that that shit happened. <laughs> That's, Holy whew! shit.
2: Wow.
1: Okay, okay, anyway. Deep breath. All right. Are we ready to outro?
0: I feel so dirty right now. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Hey, everybody. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Please don't cancel us. We really appreciate you listening. Um, <clears throat> if you would like to hang out with us in between episodes and submit to us some of your uh, ideas for improbable romantic pairings in the Star Wars universe between consenting adult characters, uh, you can do so on the social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as at Darkside Divas.
0: Uh, you can also subscribe to our podcast via your favorite podcast <laughs> platform of choice. Be it Apple Podcasts, you yeah, remember that, uh, Spotify, mm. uh, Google Play, and all the other ones. Um, if you use a podcast platform that gives you a review option, please leave a review. Uh, if uh-huh. it, if if you leave a five star written review, if the platform you use lets you have that option, we'll read that shit on the air. Also, tell your friends about us because we really want more listeners to enjoy us. Ugh. Uh, Enjoy the show. Um, Uh, And also, uh, if you haven't figured it out already, yes, we are starting a Patreon very soon. Uh, they're going to be. We're going to have lots of unique content on there, including video versions of our podcasts uh, that we're starting to record. And I'm dreading how I look on the camera all the time now. Oh my god! Shut uh, up. You're gorgeous. <laughs> gorgeous. Um, we're also going to do some special one-off episodes pretty soon. Maybe some special events as well. Uh, There's all kinds of
1: shit in the works yeah, for Patreon. Yeah, and, and, and also we. We have a YouTube channel.
0: I mean, and, is that uh, what you're and, with and other than that, we do have a YouTube channel uh, hey. where we do a, a show. We try to do it bi-weekly of uh, Divas Unleashed, where we combine some Marvel, some Star Wars. Um, we actually have a really cool episode coming up with uh, uh, a friend of the show uh, that uh, co-hosted mm-hmm. with us. We had some really great conversations uh, that will be coming out hopefully next week. And yeah, yes. subscribe, like. Okay. That's it.
1: All of those things. Okay. Okay. I think we're done here. I think we need to jetpack out. Are
0: yes, you ready? Jetpack out.
1: Okay.
2: Bye! Bye.